Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live from Florida's capital city, this is Tallahassee's Morning Show with Preston Scott on 100.7 FM, WFLA, and iHeart Radio Station. Three, two, one. You're on the air. Here we go. Here we go, indeed. Eight minutes past 8 a.m., right on time. The Morning Show, 100.7 FM, WFLA, 67 degrees outside. I'm Preston Scott in Studio 1B for the 3,123rd occasion. Over there in Studio 1A is producer Nick Pierce, intern, extern, G-man. And joining us on the Prime Reading Bank Home Loan Hotline is the author of Clinton Cash. But probably more importantly, sitting atop the Morning Show Power Rankings, Peter Schweitzer. Hey, Peter. Hey, good morning, Preston. Great to be on with you. You didn't know you were sitting on top of the power rankings, did you? I, I didn't. Uh, I'm honored. I, I always uh, love uh, listening to your show, and uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm truly honored. Thank you. I appreciate it, Peter. Uh, great to have you back on the program. Let's start with uh, where did this start for you? Where did the odyssey of Clinton Cash and this book begin? Uh, it began early last year, actually. We were looking at charities that were linked to politicians and uh, quickly realized the granddaddy of them all was the uh, the Clinton Foundation. And, uh, you know, the research team were located here in Ta- Tallahassee, uh, secretly went about um, investigating this for more than a year. And, you know, Preston, honestly, we looked at everything from Ukrainian shipping records to um, tax records in Canada to follow the money. That's essentially what we did, follow the money, and uh, finish the book. Uh, early part of this year, and, and uh, you know, publication date is actually today, uh, but the Clinton camp leaked a copy of the book uh, to the press to preempt uh, about two weeks ago, and so it, it set off this big storm. Peter Schweitzer with me, the book Clinton Cash, uh, the untold story of how and why foreign governments and businesses helped make Bill and Hillary rich. Peter, was this in any way, shape, or form kind of, did this bubble out of any of the other books, throw them all out, or extortion? Did some of the stories start to come together as a result of those books? No, that's a that's a great uh, question. Yes, absolutely. The theme really of uh, the work that I do and that we do at the Government Accountability Institute is we look at how is it that uh, politicians and their families, while they are in power, are enriching themselves. And so we looked at that, of course, and throw them all out about insider trading in the stock market. Mm-hmm. I dinged, dinged both Republicans and Democrats, did the same in the book Extortion about how they were extorting favors from businesses, again, looked at both political parties. Uh, and in this particular case, you have this unprecedented situation where you had Hillary Clinton as a powerful senator and then as Secretary of State, and her husband um, going around the world, literally, um, and and amassing a huge amount of money, more than $130 million uh, in income from from speaking fees, a lot of that coming from foreign entities uh, who had business before her Senate committee and who had business before her as the Secretary of State. 
Author Peter Schweitzer with me this morning. Peter, in my mind, I can't even conceive of what you and your team went through in researching this. But give us a snapshot of what that was like in the at the beginning. You know, I in my mind see sticky notes and I see, you know, you know, like you see in the movies where you see things lead to other things and strings and yarn and all of that stuff on thumbtacks on a big board. What was the one thing that when you saw it, you went, whoa, wait a minute? That's a great question. You know, we actually joked in the office that, uh, you know, that, that great book and movie, A Beautiful Mind, about yep. John Nash, the mathematician who was kind of crazy. We joked about having a John Nash moment where we looked up at, on, on the whiteboard and there's this sort of flow chart of money uh, <laughs> that looks like a plate of spaghetti. And we thought that this is our John Nash moment. Um, no, the big, I think the biggest surprise and shock to us was, you know, the Clintons had signed this memorandum of understanding with... President Obama, they had told the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and they told the American people that we are going to disclose all donors. And as we were going through Canadian tax records looking at one of their disclosed donors, we discovered that the chairman of this Russian-owned uranium company had sent them $2.35 million and it did not appear at all on the disclosure forms. And that's when we realized that, that you know they took the, the, the galling position of basically lying to the president, the American people, and the U.S. Senate, and were hiding donations. That, I think, was the real a nugget turning point for us. Peter Schweitzer, the book Clinton Cash, it is out. It is available. It's in the bookstores. It's online. You can find it, get it, uh, and uh, and we've got a copy of it right here in front of me. Peter, uh, you, you had to expect, because you've been through this before, you've been attacked by both sides, but you're now being called a conservative partisan hack. Uh, you're just out to, to derail the, the, the campaign of Hillary Clinton. Um, first of all, what is your response when you get that thrown at you? Because I know the mainstream media has been lining up to talk to you. Uh, yeah, our, our focus is to to stay uh, stay focused on the target, uh, and the target is to get the truth out. This is an attempt to distract. They want to make the story about me rather than about the flow of fun, uh, funds to the Clintons. Uh, and you know, you know me pretty well, Preston. I'm I'm kind of a boring subject. I, I think if I become the subject, it's going to be pretty boring. Uh, the, the the fundamental issue that matters here is foreign influence on the Clintons. And you know, when we finished uh, the research and 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 I finished the book in the early part of the year, we went to the top investigative journalists in the country at the New York Times, the Washington Post, the news division at Fox, and ABC News. And we told them, look, we found some very compelling stuff. You might want to look into this. Um, and, and obviously, you don't attach any strings to these people. These, these are not cream puffs. These are excellent investigative reporters. And so they've gone out and they've confirmed the undisclosed donations, the uranium deal, all these other subjects. So they can continue to insist that this is a vast right-wing conspiracy, that uh, the epicenter is in Tallahassee, Florida. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But the reality is that that mainstream media outlets like the New York Times and ABC News and Washington Post have all confirmed what we found in the book. Peter Schweitzer, author of Clinton Cash. Peter, stand by, 815 on WFLA. Let's go to the Weather Channel Forecast Center. Terry Smith with your WFLA forecast. Good morning, Terry. Hey there, Preston. We're watching that area of low pressure that could develop off the Florida coast, but it's not going to have any impact for us. We're dry the next couple days. 
Warm as well, 86 today, 88 tomorrow. I'm 100.7 FM, WFLA's Terry Smith in the Weather Channel Forecast Center. Author Peter Schweitzer with me this morning on the morning show. The book Clinton Cash, you can get it at the bookstores today. It's officially released. Also today, Peter, the Hillary Clinton campaign has released their own little website uh, to try and and, uh, and and sort of buttress their positioning against what's alleged in this book. The problem that they face is that you are meticulous in your research. This is something I talked about in the build-up to this interview. You've mentioned the mainstream media outlets. I think I've counted 11-some stories already that have come out that have been confirmed by mainstream media outlets. Let me ask you kind of a strange question, Peter. Sure. If, if you were Hillary Clinton's advisors right now, what would you advise her to do in the wake of what's been uncovered? Boy, that is a great question. Um, I think, honestly, that the best way to deal with these issues, um, which sort of runs contrary to the way that they've operated uh, so far, uh, is I think you just need to come out and address them. And look, they, they can take the position that all these, you know, narratives that, that point to, you know, Hillary takes a position, there's an influx of a bunch of money, and then she takes a different position. They could take the position and say it's just coincidence. All these dozens of cases are just a coincidence. Um, but I think you need to come out and face it. I think the more you run, the more you just say we're going to attack this author, uh, uh, I think it just leads to greater suspicion. And there's a poll out in the Wall Street Journal today about um, how her trustworthiness has eroded substantially. Uh, I'm a big believer that you know if you made a mistake or if you think that uh, something is not accurately reported, you need to just come out and, and, and say it and confront it. Um, and that's not what they've done. Uh, they had initially, when, when they leaked the book, they had Chelsea Clinton come out and, and, uh, and talk about it and how everything was good. Yesterday, you had Bill Clinton do an interview in Africa, uh, which I think was disastrous on a number of levels. Um, but what, who people have not heard from on this is, is Hillary Clinton. You know, she's been driving around in a van in the Midwest and is trying to get this campaign going and wants to ignore this. And, and I just don't think that's a realistic strategy. Do you think that's what's driving her to agree to testify before Congress? I think that's part of it. And I think, by the way, you know, we finished this book, um, and then the whole revelations came out about the 30,000 erased emails. And when I heard that story, I immediately had the sense that of those 30,000, I think a large chunk of those that were erased off the hard drive and deleted uh, are related to these kinds of transactions, um, where people are sending them money, paying bill speeches, they have business before her, and she is taking actions that are favorable to those individuals. I really believe that the email scandal is connected to the stuff that we bring up in the book. Peter Schweitzer, the book is Clinton Cash. You can get it at the bookstores. You can just Google it very simply, and it'll lead you to any number of places to get a hold of the book. You can shop for it locally. Peter, let, let's boil this down. We have listeners that are of all different political persuasions here that listen to this program. Some agree with what I might have to say philosophically and politically. Some may totally disagree. Boil down the importance of the issues raised relative to Bill and Hillary Clinton. In other words, what difference does this make? Sorry, I had to channel my inner Hillary. <laughs> what difference does this make to the average person in America? Well, I think it speaks to a couple of levels. First of all, um, you know, we have a consensus in American politics. We have very few points in which we agree. But one consensus is American politics, however dirty, needs to be done by Americans. And so we have laws that have been, you know, confirmed by the Supreme Court in nine to zero votes 
that foreign entities can't influence our politics. What the Clintons have done with the Clinton Foundation and with these speaking fees is set up an apparatus that allows a massive inflow of money from foreign entities that are steering U.S. policy. And what you'll find, for example, is instances where Hillary Clinton is down in Bogota, Colombia, meeting with government officials, and they, uh, she takes actions that benefit Canadian companies that are looking for concessions and contracts from the Colombian government. She actually helps those companies at the expense of competing American firms. The difference being the Canadian companies have given her money and given the foundation money. So this is about jobs. This has a direct impact. And this is about, you know, is our country going to be charted uh, and influenced by Americans, or are we going to allow foreigners to influence and steer our politics? Because I will tell you something. If the Clintons are allowed to operate in this manner, there is no reason why a couple of years from now we won't have a Secretary of Defense or an Assistant Secretary of State that does the same thing, that sets up a foundation, takes a bunch of foreign money, and their spouse hits the lecture circuit getting paid inflated fees by foreign entities. There's no reason why others will not imitate this model. Let's talk about that for a second, Peter. Joining us, Peter Schweitzer, author of Clinton Cash on the Morning Show. By the way, I love the ambiance of the birds. That is just so cool. Um, you mentioned earlier, um, initially the attack was, we're gonna t- we are gonna got to attack Peter Schweitzer. We just got to find a way to undermine this. I see that subtly shifting now because they now have to, because the book's out, they now have to start dealing with specifics within there. And I've got an example, and I want to get your reaction to it. This is what's already out there. It's from a website called Crooks and Liars, Susan Madrick, and she writes uh, relative to one of the one of the issues that that we've touched on briefly here uh, involving Digicel and uh, paying six hundred thousand dollars for Bill Clinton to do speeches in Ireland. According to Clinton spokesperson Matt McKenna, neither the former president nor the Clinton Foundation was paid for two of the three speeches Clinton gave in Ireland, and that while the foundation did receive a donation following the September 29, 2010 speech, Clinton himself was not compensated. Peter, as I just look at that, and I've not digested all of your book, what immediately occurs to me is they're spinning right now. They are spinning, and maybe he was paid for one speech, but he got compensated through the foundation. They're just working the details. Is that fair? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And in fact, ABC News, the investigative unit, uh, Brian Ross and uh, Matt Mosk, actually looked at this and they said, look, whatever the disputes are on a couple of these facts, the broader pattern of what happened in Haiti and in this particular case proves absolutely true. And that's ABC News saying that. So this is what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to look for something minor that they can obfuscate or that they can tweak or that they can challenge without looking at the larger issue. And the larger issue in this case is you have this Irish billionaire who, by the way, has a history in Ireland of of paying government officials to get favors, who is a massive player down in Haiti, who is a big contributor to the Clinton Foundation, who has paid for speeches for Bill in Jamaica and elsewhere, um, was a huge beneficiary of the reconstruction projects that the Clintons put together. So if they want to have a debate about whether this was facilitated or whether this speech was paid, it ignores the larger issue. And as ABC News points out, the fact pattern is clear. Is it any more complicated than what is now coming out and that that is instead of 88 percent of the foundation money going to charity, it might be 10 percent and that the rest goes to salaries, expenses and so forth? I mean, isn't it just kind of that simple? 
Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at the Clinton Foundation, I have a chapter on this in the book. Um, you know, there's no question they do some good things. But the question is, for the amount of money they take in, what kind of bang are you getting for the buck? And the reality is a very small percentage, around 10 percent, they actually give to charitable organizations. Um, and, and the impression they try to create, Bill Clinton's doing that in Africa right now, is that they do all this hands-on work with, with poor children and needy individuals in places like Africa. They don't. The Clinton Foundation is a middleman. They work with other charities. And the impression that they are somehow doing this stuff on the ground is, is not accurate. It's something they're doing for the photographers. Uh, and there are a lot of other organizations that they work with, which I think are far more effective. Uh, and some people connected with the Clinton Foundation admit that they exaggerate um, the accomplishments of what, the, what they've done. As always, Peter, uh, great visit, great work on the book. Thanks very much. I hope we get to talk again soon. I would love that. I'd love to do it in studio next time. Great to talk to you, Preston. Thank you, Peter. Peter Schweitzer with us this morning. Clinton Cash is the name of the book, and you can get it at the bookstores right now. And now you know why he sits atop the power rankings of guests on the morning show. There you go. And now just you've got to dig deeper as the Clintons spin this. You've got to dig deeper. Get the book. The facts are the facts. You know, Peter's philosophies don't come out in his books. Facts do. You couldn't tell what Peter believes from his books. His books are, are facts. And there's and, and if you look at throw them all out. You'll you'll note the number of Republicans that he takes on, just like Democrats, on insider trading. It's just the truth is the truth. And what happens as a result of it is what happens. It's 24 minutes past 8, the morning show on 100.7 FM, WFLA. Smartphones offer a world of entertainment. Wow! But when you get bored of all the gaming, feed your brain with a dose of reality. By streaming us on our iHeartRadio app, a free download from your app store, or WFLAFM.com. The Glenn Beck Program. The President of the United States is a liar. When you tattle on someone, you're not just telling on them. At 9.06 this morning. You're telling on yourself. But nobody else will say it. On 100.7 FM, WFLA. Twenty-seven minutes past eight. I took that segment long for obvious reasons. It was really good. <laughs> Sixty-seven degrees outside. I'm getting uh, texts. I'm getting emails. Yes, Peter Strong, and uh, the research that he and well, I'll just you know, obviously a morning show alumnus, Eric Eggers works there. A former morning show intern, Jerome Hudson works there. Um, among the team members. <laughs> yeah, Peter. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Knows where to go to find the right people. (sighs) Notice he left me behind. Just saying. (laughs) All right. This is sad news. I grew up watching Jerry Lewis 
hosts the MDA Telethon every year. 21 hours. Later, it was annoying only because it interrupted the U.S. Open. And I couldn't watch tennis because they, they would the channel that would broadcast tennis was always, anyway. But I loved the telethon. You had the big names come out, doing a special song, raising money. Ed McMahon, ho, with the big board. Let's see the big board, ho. And now, last year, it was reduced to two hours. They did a two-hour special. And now it's over. It is officially done. You have seen the last. They're not doing one more. It's done. After nearly 60 years, the Jerry Lewis muscular dystrophy telethon is over. Why did they decide to get rid of it? I mean, I could see how they could, they say in age, they want to cut it down possibly. They they said the ice bucket challenge just, you know, for ALS was so successful. I mean, it raised $100 million in, what, 30 days? First 30 days. They just said, look, we we got to find more different innovative ways. The telethon, it's tougher to find TV partners willing to give it up, give up 21 hours of programming time. I just think it stinks. It's just another sign of the times. And I'm sad. And I think I'm going to go sulk right now. Say 30. I'm going to sulk. It's the morning show. Got to do news. Big story in the press box. The shooting in Texas. Updates moments away. Here on 100.7 FM WFLA. You're on the go. And now we are too. Type Preston Scott into the search bar on the free iHeartRadio app to listen on your schedule. Seventy degrees. Thirty-eight minutes past eight a.m. Time for your keyword. Here's how it works: Go to our website wflafm.com and you'll see the rotating billboards. Stop the billboards when you get to Honor Mom. It says enter the contest weekdays eight thirty-five. Okay, so I'm three minutes late. Sue me. I shouldn't say that. Um, And it says one ocean. You know, if you just look at it, it's relaxing. The very logo, one ocean. The way that they've got the E and the A with the little wavy cross line. Doesn't it make you feel relaxed? Oh, yeah. Just right there. Got the little blue font. It's very, very calm. So you click that right there. And once you click that, you're going to be taken to the Honor Mom. WFLA 100.7 FM Mom of the Year entry, and uh, and it says how to nominate Mom, and so you put in your email address and off you go. But once you put in your email address and you are ready to enter your mom by giving us a little three hundred word essay, tell us a little bit about Mom. It doesn't have to be three hundred words. We're not in school. It can be three. Mom is great. How about that? I can't tell you that'll win, but you could enter that. But you'll need this keyword, and the keyword today is resourceful. Why? Because moms are always resourceful. So that's our keyword today, resourceful. So enter that keyword, and that word gets you in 
so that you can write your little essay. And who knows, your mom might be the first ever WFLA Mom of the Year. You notice we said mom. Any, Honestly and truly, almost anyone can be a mother or a father. A mom or a dad, that's different. That's different. Being a mom is different than being a mother. Being a mom is just, man, mom. I love you, mom. You don't say, I love you, mother. Mom. Hey, mom. Mom is a treasured, honored title. 841 on the morning show. Big story in the press box. Islamic militant group claiming responsibility. Of course they are. For the attack in Texas, here's Fox News Radio's Tanya J. Powers. ISIS is reportedly claiming credit for Sunday's attack in a Dallas suburb at a cartoon contest depicting the Prophet Muhammad. We're also learning more about the men involved. The FBI had been investigating Elton Simpson, one of the suspected shooters, since 2006. In 2010, a day before authorities say he was to leave for Somalia, he was arrested, eventually charged with lying to a federal agent. The other accused shooter's mother believes her son was influenced by Simpson. And that he was the one that came up with this idea to go to Garland and do this horrible thing. Both were wearing body armor when one of them shot a security officer in the leg outside the event on Sunday. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News Radio. Yeah, it's the other guy's fault. Not my kid. He was influenced whatever i don't really want to take any more time on this but it was like it is the big story out there that we've got an islamist attack in america um thankfully only the two bad guys died they're the ones hanging out with beelzebub right now the um point number one the effort to blame the holders of the Draw Muhammad event for this. You're just provoking them. It, it, it really shouldn't matter now, should it? And this is why I keep telling you, you've got to treat Islam different. These guys were engaged in El Taqiyah, which is deception. They, they presented themselves as just, you know, Mild guys, just everyday guys, just your typical high school guy. So one of the defense attorneys that represented one of these clowns. He's just an average good kid. Looked like Islam was helping him. Yeah, what do you think about that Islam now, huh? Here's the thing. It teaches deception. That's part of the teaching of Islam is El Taqiyah. It is it's the art of deception. Okay, that's 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 point. Number two. In America, you know, I, I mean, I admit there are other parts of the world, you know, it just you can't do it. You can't insult uh, anything. You know, there are parts of the world you just can't do it. I mean, look, in Russia, you can't run against Vladimir Putin or you get killed, right? I mean, have you seen what's happened to Putin's opponents in Russia? Okay. Running for office in Russia against Vladimir Putin, insulting the Prophet Muhammad with a cartoon. Both are deemed really bad things by certain people. Now, we look at running against Vladimir Putin as "Eh, that's the way it should be. We look at drawing Muhammad, that's the way it is. Free speech. You're offended? Sorry. 
But there we now get to the second distinction here. In, in, in Christianity, people, we're offended all the time. Uh, as a person of faith, I'm offended by things I see all the time. I'm offended by things I hear. I'm offended by movies that get made. I'm offended by how frequently people take God's name in vain. I'm offended by that stuff. But guess what? In Christianity, we pray for people that offend. We don't say convert or die. We don't. We didn't. We didn't show up at the uh, premiere of Last Temptation of Christ, and with guns blazing. You know what? You know what Christians did? They boycotted. They just said we would prefer you not to go see this movie because it's offensive. And some people said, you know what? Cool. Others said, no, nah, I'm gonna go see it. Okay. Okay. You know there 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 are there are pictures that are displayed in prominent galleries in New York showing people urinating on a cross. That's offensive to me. But you know what? You have a right to do that. You you don't have to believe like I believe. That's the difference. That's just one of the differences, I should say. 845 on WFLA. Let's go to the Weather Channel Forecast Center. We do that four times an hour. Terry Smith standing by with your WFLA forecast. Terry? Hey there, Preston. We're watching that area of low pressure that could develop off the Florida coast, but it's not going to have any impact for us. We're dry the next couple days. Warm as well. 86 today, 88 tomorrow. I'm 100.7 FM, WFLA's Terry Smith in the Weather Channel Forecast Center. Have it your way. Have it your way. Have it your way. Yeah. That's that's one of the things McDonald's is going to do differently. Steve Easterbrook, CEO Said he's stripping away layers of bureaucracy. (laughs) Where do you normally hear that term? In government. No wonder McDonald's is struggling. No wonder. They have layers of bureaucracy. That explains why everything tastes so bad. There it is. Increasing accountability so the company can move more nimbly to keep up with changing tastes. He said that uh, the company's structure too cumbersome. It could no longer afford its legacy structure. And so they're making changes. Uh, According to ABC News, the changes look like this. Number one, have it your way. McDonald's, your way. Customers will see more customized options. I'm not, you know, the create your taste system will be interesting. It doesn't matter if they don't cook the hamburger patty properly. I'm just saying. It just won't matter. Delivery. They're going to start working on uh, direct-to-consumer service. That will be very interesting if they can do something like that. Can you imagine? I wonder how they're going to do that if they're going to sit here and... Doesn't it defeat the purpose of the price you're paying for the meal if you have to have a service charge, a delivery charge, and then expect to give a tip? Not only that, plus then you think about, like, what about the fries? I mean, are those fries going to come fresh and hot and ready to go? The fries are brutal if they've gotten cold. They're just brutal. Now, they say that in the delivery service, the only thing off off the menu will be the, the, the desserts, the ice creams. And then allegedly new menu items. I think that's one of their problems. If new means making an existing product better by making it new, okay. But 
I don't know. It sounds like they got their work cut out for them, and I don't know if this is necessarily the... It's a step in the right direction, but let me, we'll let, see if it happens, you know? Let me throw a counter idea your way. Just it, let's pretend I'm in charge of McDonald's, and you are a, a potential consumer, and I woo you as a as a mid-20s... A millennial, man. as they call us. You're a millennial, and I say to you, look... We're not going to sell you $10 meals. We're not going to sell you $8 meals. We're not going to sell you 7 or $6 meals. We're going to have a heck of a value menu, and you're going to get a meal for 4 bucks. This is what we're going to do. This is the burger you can expect. This is the chicken sandwich. The chicken products and the, the fries are legendary. Boom, this is what we do. You good with that? Uh, that's honestly, if I think about it, if I go to McDonald's, that's kind of the stuff that I'm getting anyway. You know, I'm not, I'm not going there for the, the number seven premium chicken sandwich that's going to cost me, like you say, sometimes like seven, eight bucks or something. I'm, I am looking more at like the dollar menu because that's what I'm going to McDonald's for. Because you know, you're, you're, like you're going to go to Applebee's. Right. You're going to go to Chili's or yeah, something or, for that chicken sandwich because you're going to pay a buck and a half, two bucks more exactly. and you're going to get a sandwich. Exactly. And I can actually, you know, enjoy it and it's not going to be something that's going to be a little bit subpar for just like you said a dollar or two less so if i were to say to you here's what we're going to do we're going to go after the fact that people want to eat economically first and then we're going to say what's the best product we can make while keeping our margins for that price point and i say to you you're you and your buddy are going to eat for 10 bucks you good with that? Yeah, I would think that I would be good with that. But again, I think that they need to kind of refocus what it is that they're doing, not necessarily reach so much outside the box, outside the box, but step up the quality of the food that they have. All things to all people doesn't work. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. We're McDonald's. We're the home of a cheap hamburger and a cheap fry. And you're and you should be okay with that, you know? Yeah. And back in the day, a decent cheap chocolate shake. Anyway, so that's that's what's up with McDonald's. 8.50 here on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. You can watch dash cam videos from Russia all day. Or put up some actual news in your news feed. Click on the blue like button at WFLAFM.com. Well, earlier we talked to Peter Schweitzer, author of the book Clinton Cash. And I told you Hillary Clinton was uh, was ready the website rolled out today. Here's her first effort at trying to refute the claims. I'm Brian Fallon, press secretary for Hillary for America. You might have heard about a new book out this week called Clinton Cash. It's written by a Republican activist turned blogger named Peter Schweitzer, who's also a former advisor to Sarah Palin and a good friend of the Koch brothers. I'm not claiming to be neutral. The book is already being debunked far and wide. It's full of sloppy research and attacks pulled out of thin air with no actual evidence. And it's missing the most important thing of all, facts. (laughs) You'll notice they hack and cut. Uh, They they pulled that little soundbite of Peter right out of context. All I'm going to tell you is the facts are 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 so resourced and noted in the book, it's overwhelming, which is why story after stories in the mainstream media validating the accounts in the book. Get the book yourself. That's our soundbite of the day. Time for the morning show 180. A look back at the radio program in 180 seconds or less. I did have some people take me up on the uh, inquiry. Where have you personally caught fish? From the shore of a lake here in Tallahassee, not Lake Talquin, here in town. Send me emails, Preston at WFLAFM.com. We talked about the royal name, the uh, the new um, 
Princess Charlotte. And the fact that the Royals really don't have last names. The, we researched it here on the program. The best, most recent last name that we can find is Wetton. No, I'm not making that up. But generally speaking, Royals don't have last names. That's got to be odd. It's just got to be really weird when you're picking up your order for food. <laughs> Talk to Tanya J. Powers from New York City about the shooting in Texas. In fact, that was our big story in the press box. Steve Stewart in the second hour. Tallahassee reports great story online. You got to see it. It's a story that he references from the New York Times that lists Leon County in the bottom 13% of counties in America in helping children move up the economic ladder. And it lists the factors involved. And the point being that government, including ours, locally throws money at problems. They don't address the systemic problems. In other words, they can go to Boulder all day long. They're not going to find answers there. Peter Schweitzer highlighted the third hour. We will put just that interview alone up as an, as an exclusive special story on our, uh, on our website in just a few minutes here at WFLAFM.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. We try not to let you down tomorrow. Back with you at 6 a.m. Glenn Beck's up next. Have a great day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.